0: ladies and gentlemen today we have someone who i actually found in the early stages of this development of this podcast we'll get to that in a second an extremely talented singer and songwriter um you know she's you gotta hear her voice i'm telling you stop right now actually at the end of the podcast check her instagram account and listen to that voice ladies and gentlemen megan joe what's going on
1: hello hello hello
0: how you doing (laughs) Um, I'm
1: doing wonderful.
0: Yeah, thanks for being on. We chit chat a little bit before the start of this podcast, and we were talking about how, you know, first off, like, the beginning of this podcast, I wanted to make sure that we had some really cool people on. And whatever you're doing on your Instagram account, I guess it's working, because when the moment we <laughs> created our page, it was like, people you may like, you showed up. <laughs> and you know you, you were on our radar since the beginning and that was what last year around this time last year and wow. uh i was like all right let's check her out let's let's see what she's about she's a singer all right cool and then i'm like holy shit that voice <laughs> like i i i know i know i'm sure you get you know you know a lot of compliments about your voice and 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 your your singing abilities but I just, I want, it, I want it to come from me and just tell you that I think your voice is pretty incredible.
1: Oh, thank you so much. That's so sweet.
0: Yeah. Um, do you, do you like find it easier <laughs> to just sing than than doing anything else? Because it seems so effortless coming out of you.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it it kind of just, like if I could just sing instead of like talking all day, I probably would. Mm -hmm. like I I just I don't know it just like it just comes out of me very naturally but I will say that like I have worked on my voice um throughout like the years like my like I feel like vocal training and um all of that a lot of people either have it or they don't like, they might be born with this, like, the most incredible voice ever, like Christina Aguilera, who literally had no vocal lessons, and she can fucking belt so much. But, like, I I feel like when I watched videos of myself from when I was, like, uh, maybe 15, my God, I was like, why did you let yourself sing like that? Who let you sing? Um, because I just feel like, but also, I have to give myself credit. I was just, I was just doing what I knew was right at the time but like i said i have worked on my voice i've i've uh went to vocal lessons vocal training and i know how to um use my voice in the right ways where like i'm not straining my voice because i've i've done that i've like really hurt my vocal cords um to the point where i couldn't talk for like two weeks um And so I take very precious care of my voice because it's, it's my instrument. Like I play instruments. Yeah. But like, this is my like natural instrument. So I have to take care of my voice all the time. I feel like I totally deterred from your question, but yeah.
0: (laughs) No, no. I I loved it. Um, I think, I think the, the taking care of your voice aspect of, of, of that is extremely overlooked by so many people. Um, yeah. as a kid, I was in choruses and I was in, um, you know, you know, all that type of stuff. And I was, I was doing it because I was like, oh, it's a fun extracurricular activity. I could do an elementary school, and middle school. And I figured that it was just a cool thing to do. And I never really thought about like having a future or career in it. And then mm. at some point I was like, you know, I, I was never thinking about, cause okay, you're in middle school. I'm ever thinking about, like, I got to eat a certain way. I got to drink a certain way. I have to not right. talk as much uh, as he hosts a podcast. Um, and, you know, <laughs> and make sure, like, you 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 keep that voice as top uh, of the shelf it could be. Um, yeah. And I didn't realize that until, like, later in life when I was also still not thinking of a career in it. Uh, but is that something you <laughs> always were... Um, on top of is that something? Cause, no, because I know no. people now that are in their twenties and they're still not even thinking about it, and they're eating the worst foods for your your vocal line, yeah. vocal cords, and and yeah.
1: Um, no, that's a that's a good question. I've I wasn't always on top of it until until I had something wrong with my like with my throat with my larynx, like well. so. I think it was back in. Um, I want to say 2012, maybe. So about 10 years ago now, um, I was like 17. And at the time, I was doing um, an off-Broadway production um, with the Theater Academy that I was part of. And I think I was just like not taking a break from singing and then talking and, you know, just doing all the things with with your voice. And then on top of that, I was really stressed. And I don't think people realize that stress can also play into a part of hurting your throat. Um, and it makes your throat really tight and all these things. So there was just a bunch of factors that hurt my throat really bad to the point where I had um, a hoarse voice for about like three to four months. And I was just starting to think that it was normal. I was like, Oh, maybe this is what my voice is becoming. Maybe I'm just a raspy girl now, whatever. Um, and then I went to my vocal coach who is a laryngeal posturist. Um, and she was, um, I don't know if you know what laryngeal posturing is, but it's kind of like a chiropractor for your throat. Like she literally cracks my throat and it sounds so crazy, but (laughs) it actually like, it sounds terrifying. And it was terrifying in the beginning, but it has taught me so much about my, my throat and just everything, not even like, you don't even have to be a singer to get that done. Like you just have to have a freaking voice to to do that and have breathing capabilities, you know? Um, But anyway, so I went to her and immediately like a minute not even like the shortest amount of time once I sat in the chair she was like are you okay and all she had to do was touch my throat she just had to like press on it a little bit and I was like I just like broke down and I just like immediately started crying and I was like oh my god why am I crying and she was like well like seriously are you okay and I guess it was just all the stress and just a bunch of you know crap that was happening in that time where it was like it really hurt my throat Um, to the point where it was affecting my voice, affecting my breathing, affecting my singing. Um, And she like did her magic and cracked my throat. And while she's like, the best way I can explain it is she's she's holding on to your larynx and kinds of deepens, she deepens her pressure like through each breath that you take um and with each breath that you take it depends on how tight your throat is that you can literally hear the cracking happening as you're breathing in and out and like I remember my first 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 lesson with her like when I was like 13 my throat cracked to like fucking oh my it was it was crazy and I was sweating and I sounded like a demon like I sounded (laughs) like the 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 breath that was coming out of me was like, it was like Satan was living in my body or something. (laughs) And that just meant that I wasn't breathing properly. Um, So basically in conclusion, her, she, she did all the magic and and she cleared my throat. She helped me breathe. She told me what to do. And I basically almost caused myself to have um, a vocal hemorrhoid.
0: Whoa.
1: Um, And like, yeah. That's a thing, which I didn't even know. I, I think at that same time, I think Adele was also going through the same thing. Is that why she so, had that surgery? At, yeah. And like I, I mean, I, I hope no one like fact checks me on <laughs> I get it wrong. But like I am yeah, yeah, pretty no, sure yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what it was, or you know, if it wasn't exactly that, it was similar. Sure. So when she my vocal coach Tessa, she told me that. And I was like, wait, no, I'm not going to be able to sing anymore. What? And she was like, well, like you will be able to sing. Just please don't sing or talk for two weeks. She was like, I don't care what you do. Just do not use your throat, your voice, anything. And like I had to practice deep breathing for like every day for two weeks, just so I could avoid um, the continuous strain of like what of getting the vocal hemorrhoid. Um, so I think that was the the point of which where I was like, OK, I need to like I really need to take care of this because whatever I do will affect my throat, will affect my breathing, will affect my talking and most importantly, my singing, which is what I love to do. So like I I that's the moment where I was like, all right, I got to take care of this. My mom was like, why are you crying? And I was like, Mom, I'm going to lose my voice. <laughs> and she was like it's okay it's okay just don't talk for two weeks and I was like okay well you're making me talk right now so but I literally spoke on a whiteboard like I just drew I just no. wrote what I was saying yeah for like two weeks yeah. and like I went to school I went to school taking a whiteboard with me all of my friends were like what the hell are uh. you doing <laughs> and they didn't understand vocal rest like a lot of people don't understand that no. but it's a very important thing
0: oh okay <laughs> I am speechless.
1: <laughs> Sorry, no I, pun was intended.
0: A lot. <laughs> but what? Oh,
1: good one. Good what? One. Like
0: one. seriously, I am shaking because I'm still <laughs> thinking about someone pressing on someone else's throat Dude, to crack it's... it, and to think that oh, she's gonna be fine after I do this.
1: That's... Yeah, I mean.
0: Yeah, that's great. Okay, so yeah, you you, you gotta you, <laughs> you gotta let me unpack uh, this a little bit. So okay, she did that. <laughs> okay. What made you even think about going there, other than like you you just thought this is my last, this is the last thing I could do before I lose it all?
1: Uh, no, actually, so, uh, so that vocal hemorrhoid thing happened when I was like seventeen, right? But I started seeing her. Her name's Tessa. I started seeing Tessa when I was. 13. Thirteen. Yeah. Um. My mom. Um. So Tessa had worked with my cousin, who's also a singer and d- has done mm. a lot of like off Broadway shows. And Tessa has also worked with my brother, um, who's also an artist. Um,
0: Let's get and, them on the podcast now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> um, the whole freaking family. <laughs> no. Um. But uh, so my they are the reason like my cousin, my brother, well, my cousin mostly is the reason how my mom found out about Tessa. Um, and then my mom put my brother in it. And then when I started like doing um shows and everything for like the theater academy, my mom was like, you know, I think this would like help you a lot okay. because I did have, I did, there was a vocal coach at the theater academy, but very, very different from what Tessa does. Like Tessa, like, you know, she she literally like the vocal coach at theater didn't crack my throat. Like Tessa was licensed to to do that. Wait, and, wait, wait, wait. No.
0: Do you hear yourself?
1: <laughs> She's yes, not good because she
0: didn't crack my throat.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't say she wasn't good. No. But
0: you know,
1: she I I also kept this a kind of like a secret from my friends I would in too. theater at the time because because like it wasn't a normal thing. I mean, it's still not something that everyone knows
0: about and, I can I preface um, this sorry but I'm not judging you. I think what you're doing is completely no, positive <laughs> and I think you should do whatever you gotta do to to better yourself. <laughs> but it's just so jarring for for most people, including myself. And and so I, again yeah. I apologize if I'm coming off as like no judgy, But it's just no, no, so no, no. don't apologize,
1: you're not don't okay. worry. Okay.
0: Cause it's just so out of left field to me that I okay, I understand like all right, your back hurts, you crack your back, fine. But the notion, <laughs> the, the thought that, and, and again, yeah. it, it seems I, I, again. I'm not judging Tessa either. I think it seems yeah. like fake science in the moment because you're like, yeah, who, who in there, who who first thought that if I did this, this would work? The fact that I it mean, does it, is extraordinary to me. So again. Bravo to those folks and to yourself. But like, I don't Thanks. like if someone if someone told me, like, listen, you have two options, surgery or me cracking your throat. <laughs> I'd probably take the surgery, though, because for some reason, wow. I trust that more. I, is that is that weird?
1: No, it, it's not weird. But um, is it is it weird that I think that like the quote unquote cracking your throat might help you more?
0: Yeah no I don't I don't know that's the thing and I but guess it's
1: only it's only because I know
0: it what works, it is yeah. though
1: like you yeah. you literally have no idea what it is and and actually um, Tessa told me that not everyone it's not for
0: everyone mm. just like how
1: dude I gotcha I say this is a chiropractor for my throat right but tell me to go to the chiropractor and I will say hell no what? I do not trust anybody with cracking my back
0: same cracking yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah. I think
1: the only person who has tried to crack my back, honestly, is Liam. And even that I'm like, no, 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 no don't touch my back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get so, you.
1: But, but cracking your throat is like, it literally feels like she explains it. I like when I first sat down when I was 13, she was like, it's going to feel like I'm choking you. Yeah. And she I was bet. like, she was like, but I'm not. And she was like, I just need you to breathe. When I left that lesson, my armpits were drenched <laughs> in sweat, okay? Because yeah. I was just like, it was such a, it like what an experience it is for your body. And I mean, I knew how much it helped me. I, I loved how I, how much clearer so, I felt after that. And sorry, and my mom, my mom tried it, hated it. Yeah, my, Like my mom was literally banging on the chair.
0: Now, do you think it has to do with the age difference? Maybe you're more flexible, like at 13 versus whatever your mom's age was. You um, get what I'm saying? Like, who knows?
1: Maybe, maybe, but also I think it's a scary thing. Imagine like just just feeling like you're. I mean, I was scared when it was happening, yeah. but I kind of just let let it happen. I think my mom got way too scared, and she was like, "Well, I don't really need this. Like, you need it, so really? I don't. I'm not gonna come here anymore." But
0: that's amazing. Like
1: I right. I left that thing with like. um I had marks on my neck. Wow, that sounds so bad. Right. That's, it sounds, that's. But, but it's not. It's not like a violent thing in any in any capacity. No, it's I, just, I,
0: I agree. I agree. But who I knew? Want, I just
1: want you to know that, and the people who are listening. I want you to know this is no. This is no violent thing. It's literally to help your breathing, help yeah. your throat. That's it.
0: But who knew that creator flow was the therapy you needed? No, (laughs) because you're finally realizing, wait a minute, what did I do? No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah. It it is astonishing to think that, like, that's a first of all, that that's a thing. But the fact of the matter is, look, Mm -hmm. it worked for you. And maybe, again, yeah, maybe you wouldn't be singing uh, now and maybe you wouldn't be talking now. Maybe you wouldn't be half the singer you are. Who knows? But um, I think what matters also is, like, if you think it worked, it worked. That's really kind of like mm-hmm. how things like that or anything really works out. It's like if you mentally feel like, hey, I sound better, I feel better, then it worked. It just freaked me out when you mentioned it. So I'm still like oh, coming. I'm coming down. from. That. But um, Trust it is. me,
1: it's, it freaks everyone out when, yeah. I, when I mention like, yeah, I just, you know, I got my throat cracked. They're like, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and to I, me, it's so it's it's it's. It's normal to me, but I forget that it's not normal to everyone else. Right. So I have to then explain the way, you know, the way I just explained to you. And it it it's definitely a crazy thing, but um, it's a it's a real thing. It it happens. Yeah. It happens. No, and it, she kind of became my therapist in a way because she knew exactly when things were wrong, literally by fucking touching yeah. my throat.
0: And that was the other thing I wanted to uncover, which like. I bet as a 13-year-old, just knowing that someone else could relate to what you were going through was probably just all what you needed um, it, mentally. You know, like you were like, oh, this woman, just by looking at me, understands that I'm going through some something excruciating um, mm-hmm. uh, or, or that there's something that needs to be done here. And whatever it is, you know, I'm, I'm up for it. Um, and I bet that right there was was enough for you to, like, mentally accept the fact that, you know, she's going to do something that looks dangerous to other people. But it, scientifically, it, it works. Um yeah. and, and, and I'm all for it, you know. And and the fact that you've allowed her – she's still in your life as your coach, right? Yeah. Yeah, And yeah. whatever age and you are now. And it's all about, like,
1: feeling safe. I think that was the thing, yeah, too. She made totally. me feel very safe all the time, which – like if she didn't, you know, I'd run the hell out of there. But yeah. I mean, I it's been like year years now. Like I'm I'm freaking twenty seven now. Like that's, right. that's yeah. a long it's yeah. a long time.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think it's just yeah, it's all about trust and faith and all that stuff and and that's kudos to her her as a person and the fact that, mm-hmm. that yeah, she was able to help you out. And the other thing was, um, you know i can't believe we spent so much on this it's just so fascinating <laughs> i can't imagine and I'm, you don't have to answer this. it's just me talking here i can't imagine you went to school with a dry race board <laughs> that that must have been so gut wrenchingly embarrassing for those two weeks that that yeah, that, that, yeah. yeah that's well at least yep. you got through it um <laughs> <laughs> so something i actually yeah. wanted to ask you was um you know and i and I, uh i get you you mentioned you were singing at a young age um, is that what r- really got you into it? I mean, clearly you mentioned now that I know that your sister is is an actress and she, I'm sure sings as well. Um, my cousin, my cousin, your cousin. So, yes. wh- what got you into it? Was it the fact that the family is not, uh, 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 you know, um, I mean, the the fact that the family is involved in the arts? Is that what already got you so early into singing? What what was it?
1: Um. Well, I guess. Well, I hate to say it sounds so cliche, but I was literally about to say, well, from a very young age, of um, <laughs>
0: from, no, and that's what I like age. to hear.
1: <laughs> well, my dad, my dad, literally my dad. That that's my answer.
0: Um,
1: okay, my dad is a singer, so um, and a, and a musician. He plays a guitar, so. Um, I feel like he started to introduce me to like holding a microphone when I was three years old and just, you know, he would just sing like right next to me and then tell me like to do this, do that. And I would do it. And he like every, ever since I was three, that's, that's how it was. And then my parents put me in talent shows when I was like five years old, I was, I played, um. I I didn't play. I I sang as Ariel from the little mermaid. My mom made me a whole, like (laughs) a whole costume to sing part of your world at the talent show. And I was like five years old and I looked so little and, uh, but yeah, so my dad, my dad prepped me for every talent show. I practiced with him all the time. Um, he's still my number one inspiration for why I do what I do in the first place. Um, so I I sing definitely because of my dad and my whole dad side is um, we're all the way I explained it when I wrote a poem about it in high school I explained my my dad side of the family as a as a long um, like a long C scale of just mm. a family of just musicians um, which has definitely been such a huge part of my life growing up and then like I always knew that I had some kind of voice in me, right? And then when I started to do shows, that's when my mom put me or told me to audition for um, the theater academy that I was in. It's called the Rosetta Lenoir Musical Theater Academy that my cousin was also in, that my brother was also in. And um, at the time I was 13, 14, I think I was going into my sophomore year of high school. And my mom was like, oh, like it's the time you should audition. And I I was like, no, I was like, no, no, no. Also rewind a little bit. I also sang, I mean, just like you, I sang in, in choir in um, elementary school. So I always, singing was always a part of it. But then fast forward to high school, when my mom was like, you have to audition for this. You could be in like these shows. And I was like, no, I don't know how to act. I, I don't wanna sing on stage like that. Like, I, I don't know and she was like no trust me you like it like and if it wasn't for her to push me to do that i i would have never done it and then i was in the academy for like 4 years and i i've truly i think that's when i fell in love with being on stage and just truly just like singing my my heart out it helped a lot with confidence it helped a lot with with learning how to be a performer Um, And then I learned that I love to act and then also sing while I act. And it was just like this really cool thing. And um, that was the thing that I did outside of like high school. Like that wasn't a part of my high school. Um, So I felt really cool to have that kind of um, escape, I guess. Like I was surrounded by everyone who did the same thing as me? Whereas in high mm. school, you know, it's 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 not it's not that. And like there was a sing group in high school, but I uh, to be honest, I find it I found it like very tacky. And I was like, I don't want to be with these people. Like, <laughs> um, I like I don't know if that's mean or not, but I knew I knew where I belonged, and it was at the theater academy. Um, So when I went to school, it was just like school and whatever. But then when I went to the theater academy, that's where I really like sang. And then that's when I was introduced to Tessa. Um, And then singing just became something that I truly, truly cared about. And now like it's it's I mean, it's everything. It's my life. It's literally what I do.
0: That's interesting that that's you such a mention- long, no. So long. <laughs> well, that's why we tell. That's why I tell everybody on this podcast. It's not about me. It's about you. So, so feel free to take take an hour to answer. It's fine, but um, <laughs> it's interesting that you mentioned that you had to find that escape outside of high school, and the reason I say that's so yeah. interesting is because, um, and I and I realized I realized now the the difference I had in high school because um, we had such a prolific theater program in my high school that there was no need to leave and there was no need to to think otherwise that anything else was better Uh, and 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 i find that so interesting when i talk to people that are actors that they're like yeah i had to join this i had to do that i had to do this and i find that so like odd because that's not the world i had come from in high school and wow uh, yeah it's really interesting but um but anyway Again, for you, you made the right decisions. You made the right choices. I think what stood out though, that I actually want to ask you about, and this is uh, mm-hmm. again, not a therapy session, but it's just a really interesting, interesting <laughs> thing that you mentioned, was that you learned to love this stuff. So I guess without putting words in your mouth, and maybe you could, I want you to answer this, is mm-hmm. you said you didn't start learning to love this stuff till you were a certain age. So when you were doing it as such a young, at a young age, was it because dad did it and you're like, it's just part of what we do, and it was just second nature, and you didn't really understand the love for it till later on. Where you like, I'm not saying he was forcing you, but I'm just saying, like, is it just you didn't know anything better? And then eventually you're like, oh shit, this is actually kind of cool.
1: Hmm. Good question. <laughs> um, let me think about my answer for a
0: second. <laughs> take, take your ducks. Um
1: I think I might've used the wrong words, but like, I think I've always, it was always in me. Like I always loved it ever since my, I did it with my dad and ever since like he put me on stage, but you know, you don't, you don't know that when you're freaking five years old, you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Like what I mean by, by like really like learning that this was my thing. Like that's what happened when I was, on stage in, um, in theater. Like, that's when I was like, oh, wow. I like, I could really do this. Like, yes, I've performed in recitals at spring concerts and in school, whatever. And that's, you know, that's still something. And I always loved, I mean, I've always loved being the center of attention. Who doesn't love attention? And like, when I was, when I would get like the solo parts in spring concerts in school, I'd be like, yeah, that's right. But, or whatever. And like, all that stuff, but it, like, I knew that I loved it, right, but I really, I really felt like I was taking ownership of my craft when I was in theater, because that really, I was on stage, like, every day, and I was doing these things, and just really learning, like, what I can do, and also, I was still very shy, like, I, I was singing very quietly and then to the point where a year later I'm auditioning for this role and I'm like belting this song out where I didn't even know that I could do that. But Tessa showed me that I could belt. And like, I belted the song out and the director was like, Holy shit, you're so small. Like, how is that coming out of you? (laughs) And I was like, "I, I don't know. And like, it just, I feel like, What I'm trying to say is that it definitely, it just challenged me to be, to learn more about why I do like to sing. I always knew I loved it. It was just about why, learning about why I do Mm. it. Totally.
0: Yeah, no, I just, I I just find that interesting when people um, come on here and they, you know, they talk about themselves and then they start. They don't, and I, I like seeing it because, as to me, it makes it look like I'm doing a good job. That, like, oh, I'm making them realize <laughs> things that, that they didn't realize before. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that you know the the the. Only, and I only asked because of the the choice of words, and and I now now yeah. we have a better understanding. But um, <laughs> yeah. So okay, so you're singing, you're doing the, you're on stage, you're doing this stuff. I noticed yeah. in your Instagram, uh, and again, I bring up folks that are listening to this. If you want to be on the show. Instagram's where we're gonna find you so feel free to hit us up on Instagram. Um, but again on your Instagram account on your on, on all the stuff that you post, it's not just you singing you're also playing some instruments and I've noticed a guitar mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, are you dabbling in, in other instruments um, that uh, are you trying to learn new ones? Uh, and the reason I bring this up is because a lot of folks think that you know well she's a musician. So she could do anything she wants to. She, mm. could, she could play it them all. And it's like, no, you have to learn them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you could fake it for so long. So again, but, um, I see that you play the guitar a little bit. How long have you been doing that? And are you willing or are learning other instruments?
1: Um, so I've been playing guitar, I think, since I was, uh, I want to say 14 or 15. Huh. Um. Again, I'm gonna talk about my dad. My dad plays the guitar. That's his, that's his baby. That's his, that's his first love. Um, and uh he taught me how to play probably almost every chord I know. Um and um I always like, well, one I saw my dad doing that when I was growing up and I was like, that's so cool. And then I saw Taylor Swift doing it, and I was like, yo, I wanna be like that. And then like. I that's when I picked up guitar and um, I think the first song the first song that I learned on guitar was The Climb by Miley Cyrus Um, and I felt so cool doing it and yeah so ever since I was 15 but um, I'm still I mean I feel like I still don't know anything about guitar like I a lot of chords are hard for me. like bar chords and all of that. But I do, I do love playing the guitar and I feel like I've experimented with a lot. And I do, I like to write songs, like some songs with guitar depending on the mood. And then I like to write songs with the piano depending on my mood. And um, piano was actually my first instrument. I, my my parents put me in lessons uh, for piano ever since I was six. Um, And I took lessons from when I was six years old to 18. So, I am classically trained in the piano. I went <laughs> nice. to um, I went to the Staten Island Conservatory of Music.
0: Hey, shout um, out to Staten Island! Yeah. It's, uh, it's where I grew up, and that's Same. where I went to school and all that stuff. <laughs>
1: Same. Yeah. Um, fellow fellow yeah fellow Staten Islander over oh, I, here. Yeah,
0: I think Liam said that to me, and I thought that was so interesting. Um, wow, we'll yeah, talk that's about that. Yeah, kind of a crazy. Yeah. So anyway, you oh, went to the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You went to that's up north right and like music. snug harbor ish right
1: it's um yes yes yeah. exactly Snug harbor so i did that and um i would say i i mean i love piano and guitar for different reasons but piano i would say is my like absolute first love like i everything there is to know about the piano it lives in my fingers like i can't say this i mean i I can say the same thing for guitar but like I if you're gonna tell me to play an instrument that I can play better I'm gonna play the piano Mm. um I um and that I mean we can talk about this later but like I'm now a piano teacher and I never thought that I like I'm taking what I've learned from when I was freaking six years old um and now teaching it to my students who are like five six seven and like it's it's crazy how that has come full circle. Um, but on the the question that you asked of if I want to learn more instruments, I mean, hell yeah! I mean, it's there's so many, there's so many, there's so many instruments, and I I, I dabble on drums. I, I have difficulty, um, but I will say that you know I can give you a beat if if you, <laughs> if you need it. Um, but I, I uh, I know a little bit of bass, um, but I definitely wouldn't be opposed to learning literally any other kind of instrument. I think learning the violin would be pretty cool, because um, yeah. violin I know is is very similar. To, like le- like reading the notes and all that stuff is very similar to reading piano notes. So I think that if I did try to take that on, I would have. Um, I wouldn't have like the easiest time, but I think it'd be easier than like learning something brand new, but I also wouldn't be opposed to just learning something that I have no idea about at all. I'm, I'm open to learning, literally learning anything like give me something new to learn and I will, I will do it.
0: I I love that trifecta. It's actually the, the three instruments, one of my good friends uh, uh, plays and he, over the pandemic uh, learned how to play the violin um, again, not he's not a professional at it cool. yet, but I mean it's and he's a fantastic singer, extraordinary. Uh, mm. a guitar he's great, piano he's he's great, but the violin is something he's he's learning. And I think that's a killer three instruments right there. And then if you could put that together and make a song, I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna buy it in a heartbeat. Yeah. So I I I definitely think, um, and I, so many people don't realize that you know you're gonna you could only I mean. I don't want this to come off the wrong way, but you could, like, only sing for so long. Uh, well, you're going to get bored, maybe. How about you play something? Maybe try to learn something? Else? <laughs> and I think, you know, if you well, keep learning and learning, uh, great to add that to your repertoire.
1: Yeah, and uh, honestly, also, like, singing, a lot of people, what a lot of people don't realize is that singing while you're playing an instrument is, like, I don't think... I, I like realized how hard it was until I was in front of someone who was trying to do it. And like, if you're not used to that's also something to learn is singing while you're playing because Mm. your your mind is doing two totally different things and you kind of have to make them in sync. And there are some people who can't. Who like literally they're like, oh my God, like I can't believe you play while you sing. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, don't you just do it? And they're like, <laughs> no. Like, like isn't that that's such a funny thing. Like you think because you know how to do something, yeah. That that someone is gonna be like, um, that it that someone else can do it too. And but it's it's really like you can you can be like, wow, yeah, I I can cook such a great pasta, right? I mean, very simple, but someone who doesn't know how to cook at all, they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I don't yeah, know yeah. how to cook it. I don't know how to cut. I don't know how to cut up onions. Yep. And you're like, what? And so I, that's like the same kind of thing.
0: I, I catch myself doing that a lot. And then I you realize, you don't realize how much of a snarky asshole you sound to that person. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, wait. Yeah. It's like I you didn't gotta, mean. You're
1: going to take a step back. Yeah. I didn't mean that like that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's great. I, yeah, um, I, I I I catch myself doing that all the time. I think it's really, uh, uh, but it is a testament to like, not everybody knows how to tap into that creative side of themselves. Um, you know, scientifically mm-hmm. they say it's you know not everybody can. Some people don't know how to. Not everybody has that within them. Whatever you know, uh, but I yeah I I sur- I'm not surrounded as with as many creative people as I like to think in my personal life. And, yeah. uh, it sticks out sometimes when I have certain conversations with people and I'm like, you guys just don't get it <laughs> or vice versa. <laughs> I don't get them. Uh, and I, and yeah. I'm sure we're yeah. like, it's, it's really interesting. But when you do talk to someone who understands that aspect of life, uh, creative, uh, creative brain or whatever. Um, yeah, there's no, there's no confusion there with like, Oh no shit. Like, uh, course you could do that why aren't yeah. you doing it already get your ass exactly. to getting to learn that instrument <laughs> now. Um, yeah so um i mean i think there's been a thing that's been going around for the last almost two years mm-hmm. that we've all been dealing with <laughs> and mm-hmm. i don't mm-hmm. i don't it's funny because the beginning of the podcast um it was it was something we didn't want to focus on too much um it was something that we were just, it was, a, it was a year after, yeah, about the time we started the podcast. It was a year after it all started. And mm. I was kind of like, listen, we don't want to talk about it, whatever. It, I think then as the, the last guest got on the show, we talked about it more. And the reason was because uh, it was still going on. It was like, well, if it's going to be the, still the elephant in the room, might as well talk about it. So yeah. um without getting into anything personal cuz I'm I'm sure we've all been we've all been affected by it uh on a yeah. on a on a health level but on a creative yeah. level um yeah. What has it taught you what is it like i mean it's a it's a it, you could go as far as possible cuz uh it is is a lot to un- unpack but yeah. What has it taught you? What did what did you initially think it was going to teach you? Because of course we all thought, oh, it's going to last a couple of months. We're going to be we're going to get out of this, and we're going to be fine. And I'm sure going into it initially, you're like, all right, I'm going to get a couple of weeks of free time. I'm going to do this, this, and that, and I'm going to, we're going to be okay. And then next thing you know, it's 2022. So what has it taught mm-hmm. you creatively?
1: Oh man, uh, very very loaded question. Yeah um there's honestly a lot so i do think like i i fully believe that um to go back to like when when you said that you you did reach out to me i mean i we're completely over this now but when you <laughs> reached out to me because this has something to do with what it what the freaking pandemic did to me creatively yeah. so for for people um, that don't
0: know that was around january february of 21
1: of 21 yeah yeah so um, when you reached out to me at like this time last year, yeah. I honestly wasn't doing okay menti- mentally, creatively, like in any in any way. And I think that that happened because of getting burnt out from kind of making up for wanting to be so creative um, during like the last half of 2020 when... Um, you know, we were, I mean, we were, we were still going through everything. Um, let me go in chronological order. So like in 2020, when everything, when shit hit the fan, um, like you said, everyone was like, oh my God, what are we going to do? Especially like artists and, and everyone. So, um, when that happened, it was just a shit show and I don't think I started feeling, like I wanted to create until like July of, of 2020. But prior to that, I would like, I would try. I would, I would, I wouldn't feel like I was, I wouldn't feel like, oh my God, I want to do this and that and that, but I would like have little spurts of just like wanting to just let some creative juices out. And I was able to do that with like some some videos here and there, but to the point where I realized like, why am I doing, I don't really wanna do this right now. Like I don't need to force myself if it's not there. Um, and I was doing this thing on my Instagram called Megan Joe Mondays, um, which has been a thing since I was on YouTube like years ago. And I've, I've made that my kind of thing, which I wanna bring back, but so I did bring it back in the last half of of 2020. From like July on to I think the first week of January of 2021, I was literally posting videos every single Monday. Um, Because to me, keeping like a schedule kept me going. And then that in itself just taught me, it made me learn a lot uh, like as a as a musician, as an artist, as a singer, as everything, because I learned new songs all the time. I learned, I was practicing singing all the time. Um, but I say all of that to say that it it burned me out so bad because at one point I was constantly creating and like, you know, putting out all these videos and be like, yeah, every Monday, woo. And, and it didn't, it started to feel so stressful because I was like, yo, like really underneath it all, I mean, like when it got really bad, I was like not doing okay. And I was like, why am I going to try to look like I'm okay if I'm not like, and Mm. I feel like I always, I always forgot or not always forgot, but I, I would tend to forget that we do feel like shit right now sometimes because we're still in, we're still living in the pandemic, but I feel like we forget that because now it's a normal, we're living it. Right. But that is a part of why we feel like crap sometimes, or why we can't do this, why we can't do shows, why just all of those things. So by January of 2021 was when I like, I just kind of, I had this day where I wanted to post a video and nothing was coming to my head. Like every song I I thought of, I tried and it just wasn't working. And I was like, am I good right now? Like, what's wrong with me? And I kept thinking it was like a, like a, a me thing as like an artist or whatever. So I just, um, was being really hard on myself, but then, and then I was like, oh, if I stop doing Megan Joe Mondays, I'm going to let people down. Like they want this every Monday. And then also I'm letting myself down because I'm not doing that. But actually like when you think about it now, it's like, I would be doing myself a favor if I just if I just took that break to stop because I was exhausting myself and it was like just trying to force something that wasn't there. So I think when I got to the point where I realized that I wasn't really finding the fun in it anymore, like it just felt stressful, is when I stopped. Um And all of last year, I literally want to say almost all of last year, probably up until like November or something, which is a long time, like that's like eight, nine, ten, whatever months of the year where I did not feel any creative bone in my body. Like it just... I wanted to, you know, like I really wanted to, and I I tried to force it, but when you force it, it's not real. Like you're not being true to yourself. Like you just, it should just be a a thing. Like, yes, you might, you might be like, okay, I need to do this song right now. So let me, let me get myself to do it. But I think what I've learned is that you should, you should always find it fun to do. If you're not finding fun to do, why are you doing it? And Um, that's why I just stopped doing like the Megan Joe Monday series. And just, I wasn't posting on social media. I wasn't doing anything. And then I would be getting messages from people being like, where are you? Like, when, when, when are you releasing new music? When are you releasing a new cover? When are you doing this and that? I'm like, yo, you don't understand the behind the scenes of this. Like I am crying every day because I can't be a musician right now. Mm. I'm crying because I can't, I can't like you know be creative be as creative as I wanted to be but but like that was just that time because it was just the pandemic and I don't know like everybody I feel like not even just me I feel like a lot of people like especially creative wise was just like damn like how do I still be the artist that I am if I can't do live shows if I can't go out and promote my music. It's literally all about what you're kind of showing yourself on social media, which is which is the way to do it in these times because we can't do anything outside, um, which I think was the, the struggle. And then I was asked to do a show um, in May last year um, at this bar called um, Easy Lover here in Brooklyn. And I got really excited because I was like, oh, wow, like people still think I sing and Um, I turned it down because I didn't feel like I could do it. I was just like, hell no, I'm not, I'm not getting on stage. I'm not going to sing like, who am I right now? I'm I'm not, I'm not Megan Joe right now. So I said no. And it made me like, I was so scared to tell, like my brother that I said, no, I was so scared to tell Liam that I said no, because or anybody in my life, I didn't even tell anybody that I was asked to do a show. Whereas if I was like, so excited about it, about it, I would obviously scream it to the world that I just I just said yes to a show. Um, And so like, but that's like the same thing where When you asked me, I wasn't ready. So I just didn't say anything. And then they asked me to do the show and I said no. And then I felt like shit after that because I was like, damn, what if that made me come back to life, though, Mm. as as an artist? But at the same time, I didn't feel it in me. If I wanted to say yes, I really I would have been like, yes, totally. Yeah. Immediately when I got asked the question, though, I was like, no, like I felt nauseous because I was like, no, no, no. I I, like that's I'm going to have a panic attack on stage. Can't do that. So, um, sorry, I feel like I'm just talking so much. Um, not at all. It's a, it's such a long story though. Cause I mean, it's been such a, it's been such a, like literally a, a journey to get out of that rut. Yeah. I think it's all about the, the rut of feeling like you're not doing anything with yourself when really, why are we putting that much pressure on ourselves? We don't have to do, be doing mm. something every yep. day for or self-worth, you don't have to write a song every day for you to be like, yes, I'm a songwriter. You don't have to cook every day to be like, yes, I am a chef, you know, like you just have to freaking wake up, that's it. And And like waking up for me was so like, I mean, not to sound so depressing, but like waking up was so hard because I was just putting that pressure on myself of not feeling worth it because I wasn't doing anything with my music. I wasn't yeah. releasing it. I wasn't like just doing anything. So I guess I kind of learned to be patient with myself as the months went on. And I was like, it's okay. Like I had to, I had to constantly remind myself that it is okay. Like there might be people that be asked, that might be asking you like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing this and that? But they're only asking that because, because of like them, like they want to know, but they don't they're not asking you like the real questions of like, oh, like why, I don't I don't know, just more on a deeper level of you actually don't, you don't know the full reason why I'm doing this. You just think that I can just fucking snap my finger and I'll give you a song when that's not the case. Um, and so I think I've really learned to just like, who cares when anybody thinks, who cares if they're um if there are people like waiting on you if they still care if they care about you and if they care about your craft if they they care about your art they will still be there when you come back they will still be there when you come out of that hole that you're in that everybody goes through when you just have a creative rut and it's a thing that we put so much pressure on ourselves on we don't we don't stop to tell ourselves that it's okay so i think what like truly what i learned is that it's okay To have those times because it helps you get back up you can't you can't just force yourself you're gonna burn out you're like you're literally gonna burn out and I did and I didn't start being creative again uh, literally probably until the past like three months and now I'm doing it because it's fun it's so much fun again like I I'm not doing it because I feel like I need to please these people. I'm not doing it because I, I need to get a hundred likes. Like, that's not why I'm, I literally sit here on my piano or my guitar or my mic and I just have fun. And I think that's what I learned. It was about just finding the fun in it again. And I've I've fallen back in love with number one, myself. I, and then I've fallen back in love with music. I've fallen back in love with creating. And it's because I went through all of that crap to get, here again. And, and I mean, that's literally life, but like you, you just have to learn to be patient. And like, you don't have a set time on how long you're going to be down in the dumps. Like you can't be like, I'm going to be totally okay tomorrow. Like, that's what I was trying to tell myself. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be fine in February. Did that happen? No lasted fucking nine months later where I was still down. And it wasn't until like, I I really learned that it, that I want to do it. It has to come from the desire within you to want to create, to want to like sit down. You can't just be like, if it feels like work, then, I mean, that's just like the saying where like, if it's, if it's something that you love, you're not going to call it work. Right. And, and like, I truly feel like literally the word is fun. Like if you have fun doing it, do it. If you're not having fun, take a break, take a step back, realize why, why? You're not having fun anymore. Realize what you know. You're you might be doing to yourself, and um, I guess to conclude that freaking long story is to say that like um, I just like I now have fun with everything I create, and I'm not putting an insane amount of of unrealistic pressure on myself to to do these things and to create for like a certain thing, whereas what I'm creating for now is, is literally just for myself and just for fun. And then it's also, you know, to reach people who might love what, what I put out there, but most importantly, you come first. And like, if you're having fun, that's literally, that's it. That is literally all that matters.
0: That was beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) That was was perfect because I mean, you you were able to uh, go through that journey with yourself. You did it alone. But at the same time, you did it with so much support with, you know, Liam and other folks around you. But it was your own journey to have. You know, it was you had to do it with yourself Um, and you stayed true to yourself. It seems It took you a bit, but you were allowed to take that time because we are in the situation we're in. No one was forcing you to get out of it. And and back and back to that that show you were going to do whether it was with us and the other people, um, like you said, good thing you didn't do any of that stuff because it may have been a disaster. You don't know. Mm -hmm. It may have been not you. you May have been just off in general completely, and you were, so it would have been probably really bad. Um, Regardless, if it would have sent you into that that oh I'm back. It probably initially would have been really bad. Um, so you took your time and you got through it. And I'm sure you're still dealing with a bunch of shit. You're never going to like a lot of what a lot of our. It issues, never ends. Exactly. <laughs> it just it never, never ends. ends. <laughs> um, but and, and I know you keep saying that you're talking a lot. And, and I, I think it's necessary for you to get that off your chest for your better Uh, uh, health and also for for us to hear that I mean it's important because whether you may think you're the only one going through it and I know you don't think that but I'm just saying there's plenty of other people that have been dying to hear those types of words from someone like yourself and and maybe it it could help other people what you just said so I we thank you for that and again I I think thank you for being on because you know I think this is part of your you know um your 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 journey to to help fix whatever the last 2 years have been for for yourself.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you for for literally giving me that that space to to talk, the space to talk about it and yeah. for, you know, just 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 thank you.
0: <laughs> no, of course. I mean, it's just part of what I'm still finding out that we that I'm doing here. That that that's mm-hmm. what the show is. Um It started out initially as like a very selfish, like, I want to just learn from people. But Mm. uh, it's also like, well, everyone else listening is going to learn from them. And then I I get to connect with these people and and whether or not we become closer after the fact through connecting and stuff is, is one thing. But just having this moment, this hour long or whatever along with that person, I, I don't know what I'm doing for other people. And it's kind of cool because I hear back from some people that have listened and they're like, wow, that person really, you know, changed my outlook. So again, mm. I think that for whatever, how long you just spent telling <laughs> us about your pandemic uh, uh, journey, I'm sure will have an impact on somebody. So it makes you feel good with that too. Um, <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't know uh, if if there's anything else that could top that. So I think it's, it's good if we end here. So uh, thanks again for being on. Where could we find you on the social medias?
1: On the social medias, I am Megan, M-E-G-A-N, underscore Joe, and that is J-0, because the O the O is taken for, for wow. years and years now. So, so on Instagram, I'm Megan, underscore Joe, the zero. On TikTok, I think I'm the same thing. On Twitter, I'm the same thing, too. Um, and then I think YouTube is the only place that you can actually just search Megan, Joe, with an actual O. And you can find me there. However, I uh, I haven't posted a video in a, in a hot second, but maybe I will by the time you listen to this.
0: Yeah, maybe this invigorates you to just like, you know what, I sat down with a terrible <laughs> podcast. Here's how it
1: went. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> uh, that was great. Can going to be the total opposite. <laughs>